This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Eastleigh nil, Wrexham 2. First win of the season, an extremely satisfying one as well. Jake Hyde getting both the goals and in doing so, reaching a landmark of 100 league goals in his career. Similar in some ways to the Solly Hull match. I think we're going to have to get used to this. We are not a team that necessarily controls games, but we are a team that while we can see chances, is extremely dangerous at the other end and look more likely to take our chances so far than our opponents. So, four changes to the Wrexham side. Rob Lainton back from injury, replaced Christian Dibble. Also, Harry Lennon made his first start for us, coming in at centre-back, allowing Tyler French to shift across to the right-hand side. Ben Toza came in for his debut in the centre of the back three, replacing Max Cloweth and... James Jones came in in midfield, replacing David Jones. Serves him right for scoring a worldie in his first match for us. And the opening was fluent from both sides. Both sides like to press. Eastleigh, really, that is a big part of their characteristics. And we were trying to draw them onto us to pass our way through them. And when we succeeded, looked extremely dangerous. However, in Whelan, in midfield, a player who Chesterfield surprisingly let go, they have a player who can make play and is terrific on set pieces and in an opening 20 minutes twice he whipped in fabulous delivery which Joe Lowe one of the big centre-backs probably should have taken advantage of more first chance was in the seven minutes a right-sided free kick level the edge of the area he really ripped it in with pace six yards out Lowe arrived there first but missed the ball luckily for us because like I said he was close in the ball ricocheted off the defender and went safe and well I guess maybe the decisive pattern of the match Eastley failed to get a touch on a great chance and then four minutes later Wrexham were ahead this was a lovely goal uh, Wrexham had already got into a little bit of a knot with one short goal kick but the goal showed that it was worthwhile you may make the odd mistake at the back and let in a daft goal but it's worth it if you're able all season to draw teams onto you if they like pressing and then pass your way through them quickly. And this was the most beautiful vertical passing move you could imagine. Lainton just dropped the ball for Tozer inside the penalty area. Tozer fed it to Hayden in the right centre-back position, about 35 yards out from goal. And he pinged a tremendous drilled pass to Mullen, who just dropped off the front line. He turned his man, played the most delicious reverse pass to Hyde, threw on goal, and Hyde did the rest, dumping McDonnell on his backside and calmly side-footing the ball in. Wrexham were ahead. That second free-kick chance came again, with Whelan sweeping another one in, this time from the left-hand side. This time low, about three yards out, had an open goal, but arrived, I think, a bit too soon, and it hit his head and bounced back where it came from. A wonderful defensive header, but unfortunately he was trying to score. And once again, Wrexham hit back within a minute. Jake Hyde picking the ball up and driving a good shot from 25 yards. McDonnell went down to his right to save it. It was a interesting characteristic of this game like I said Eastley certainly threatened certainly did create chances but Lainton essentially had one save to make it was a good one and it was coming up in a couple of minutes whereas McDonnell would make a string of saves one of which was out of the absolute top draw the save Lainton had to make where it came when a attack broke down Barnett the target man trying to put the ball in the area didn't find his target but it came back out to the right side and an early ball clipped back in by hair was a good one it just caught Wrexham's defence out and found House 
with a tight angle about eight yards out. He made good contact on the volley, but Linton had covered across his goal well and made a sharp save low down to his right to push the ball behind. Wrexham were pleased at this point, I'm sure, that they were, like I said, looking dangerous moving forwards, but also that there was a bit more balance in the midfield shape. James Jones looking good on his debut. Good energy, box-to-box -box player, physical as well, but with a good touch. And with Young sitting a little deeper than they had at Solly Hull, the midfield trio were looking dangerous. Also, Jordan Davis, who, as I said last week, deserved kudos for the way that he was working off the ball, but didn't really have much of an impact when it came to attacking threat, was getting into decent positions this time and looking more dangerous. There was another opportunity for Eastley when a, a ball was cleared to the corner of the box, head, a right wing-back, hit a ball with a, a lot of action on it and it swung wide at the top right corner. That was his target. It was never really troubling Blainton. But then Wrexham finished the half extremely strongly. It started off moments before Wrexham took the a second goal with an absolutely amazing save. A good move by Wrexham. Tired, the ball kept alive at the far post when it swung into the box and fed back to Hyde, who'd started the move by feeding it out wide for record to cross. The ball sat up for him, he had to score eight yards out, central, nobody on him, and he drilled it into the roof of the net, or so we thought, until McDonnell incredibly managed to get his hand up to it and pull off a remarkable reflex save. It really was, like I said, absolutely top level goalkeeping. Marvellous. Not much to hide did wrong, to be honest. You know, you, we often say it's a good save, but the striker should have just buried it. Well, to be fair, I don't think Hyde could have done much more than smash it with great power just under the bar. Fabulous save by McDonnell. But his luck didn't last that long because two minutes afterwards, corner right-hand side, Jordan Davis with a perfect delivery, sweeping it into the near post, and Hyde attacked it and glanced it beyond McDonnell and inside the far post and Wrexham had that decisive 2-0 lead pushed on and looked for more almost immediately from the restart Mullen picking the ball up typical trickery just to beat his man on the left channel and drive into the box take on another man come in onto his right foot and drive a powerful shot McDonnell got behind it but it burst through his hands and he was quick to spin and grab hold of the loose ball before it hit the ground because Hyde was lurking, hoping to slide in and get his hat-trick before half-time. In added time, at the end of the half, Wrexham again caused problems, and again, it was McDonnell that stopped Wrexham. French finding Hyde a nice pullback for record, and, well, he arrived about inside the six-yard box, pretty central. Maybe a little unlucky it was on his right foot and also the defender was tight to him. He got it on target, but McDonald did really well to get across and just get his body between the ball and the goal and, and deflect it away off his chest. Now, Eastley had improved a bit in the half, ironically, because of an forced change. Barnett, the big target man, is, is a good striker, but he was getting no change in the air out of Hayden, Toza and Lennon. But he took a knock in an aerial challenge, not a deliberate injury, and then seemed to struggle for another five minutes before coming off. They opted to put Hill, who's a quick, well, more of a winger than a striker, on through the middle. And, and he stretched Wrexham a bit more. His pace was interesting. He was direct and easily looked a bit better after he'd come on. And they improved a little bit again in the opening of the second half once more because of an unfortunate substitution that was forced upon them. 
the left-sided centre-back, Magoma, on loan from Gillingham for the season, took a nasty whack in the face. It was completely accidental. It was right in front of me, Jake Hyde jumping in front of him, and it was just the back of Hyde's head hitting Magoma's face. Magoma needed five minutes of treatment and in the end had to come off and they had no defenders on the bench. So they had to go to four at the back. Whitehall came on and he actually was a, a bustling presence and more threatening than Barnett had been. A bit more pace about him, able to get in behind defenders. And, and he caused a bit of disruption and the four four two that they shifted to as well just looked a little bit more balanced. So the action started up and again, the <laughs> Whelan was starting to cause issues. A corner from the left that he swept in a shout for a penalty from Lowe. Absolutely not a penalty. Leonard just showing good strength and getting the ball out for a goal kick. Lowe not able to outstrength him, banging into him, hitting the deck and asking the rest of the easy team. Only appealed for a moment and then gave it up. And then it was Wrexham again, going up the other end and looking to cause problems. The first long throw by Bentoza. There were a few, actually, and he doesn't get a fair distance on them. Planted it in the on the edge of the six-yard box midway in the six-yard box. It was clear to Davis. Jordan Davis got into a lot of the positions he wants to get into, a chance to have a shot around the D, and will have been really annoyed that he only got one on target. This one, he drove over the bar. He soon after would have another, which he scuffed very badly on his on his weaker foot. Wrexham continuing to push on. Young with a nice little pass, uh, picking out Hyde, who pulled the ball back, Toza, still up from a set piece, six yards out, drove a powerful shot in towards the near post, bottom corner, and again McDonnell was there to lunge with his right foot and poke the ball around the post. Then it was Lennon's turn to show a bit of quality. Whelan was some sharp thinking, feeding a good ball on a free kick in midfield down the right channel. It looked like Whitehall was one-on-one -on -one with Lainton. Lennon just eased past him, terrific acceleration, took it from him, and the danger was passed. Davis had another chance, this time on his left foot, just inside the box in the left channel, drove it with power, put it just wide, before Wrexham made the one substitution. Mullen had not had the impact he had at Solihull, although having said that, he still had a great effort and goal and a brilliant assist. He looked a bit tired, so he came off. Dior Angus came on, 11 minutes left. And Angus had an excellent little cameo. He was really troubling easily, running at them and causing issues. With 10 minutes left, Jordan Davis got that shot on target. A stinger from 25 yards. McDonald did well, just a bit of the hiccups, did well to get down to his left and parry his away. Then Angus teed up on the left side of the box, came inside nicely onto his right foot, seemed to set himself perfectly for the shot, curled it around the man who was trying to block it, but just wide of the post, I must say, from the other side of the pitch. We all thought it had gone in before again Angus causing problems bursting down the left channel and threatening for a bit to actually get round the back and get a shot off before it defended it well to put it behind for the corner so Wrexham causing all the issues there was a shout for a penalty from Eastley um, I've got to say certain sections of the media took it very seriously it was never a penalty it was a, a nice break down the right by Eastley but when the ball was played in looking for Whitehall He'd made a run to the near post. Hayden was covering him. They crossed. No question that there was contact. Whitehall clipped the back of Hayden's heel and went down. I don't think at all that Whitehall was playing for it. It certainly wasn't deliberate. And Eastley didn't really ask for it. So Wrexham certainly were okay there. 
and deep into the added time, Wrexham had a, a couple more opportunities. Hyde was getting desperate for his hat-trick and was looking around for opportunities. The one chance he did get came when Record was allowed an absolute eternity on a left-hand side to pick his spot for the cross. He swung it in beyond the far post. Hyde, 10 yards out, got up well, met up with the header, but put it just wide of the right post. And then in the 95th minute, Jordan Davis had one more shot from distance, but again, he couldn't keep it down. But that was that. Wrexham winning 2-0. Uh, an impressive victory against again a side that look just like Solly Hull, like a side that are going to be up there in a the promotion playoffs both on paper and from what we saw against us. And a very pleasing one. Leighton coming back in goal to go through the performances. Uh, fine, absolutely fine. Made one sharp save. That was all he had to do, really, in all honesty. Across the back, Hayden again looks a, a really quality defender. You know, he, he can handle the physical stuff. Barnes was looking to get onto Lennon more as the least tall of the three centre-backs, although he's a pretty big bloke, but Hayden was physically dominant, as was Toza, who looked good, confident, strong, and if I'm honest, exactly what we thought we'd bought. Uh, Lennon impressed me, like I said, I've said it before, I think Lennon is a punt, he is clear, you heard me correctly there, don't worry, I hope. Um, he clearly has got the quality to be playing at a high level in the National League but he has injury issues and he illustrates the, today that, that quality he's a good passer of the ball he's quick, he's strong he's got fabulous attributes for a central defender let's hope that we can do a good job rehabilitating it because if so we've got a cracking signing on our hands there the three centre-backs played a key role as well in the way that we played we were getting early vertical passes forwards the most the best example of that, of course, was the goal. Toza to Hayden, to Mullen, to Hyde goal. Um, that was a lovely example of it. But clearly that is something we're looking to do. We're looking to break the press, not only by the centre-backs moving the ball around at the back and drawing people on, but then not then not just breaking the press by playing the ball into midfield, but also by breaking the press by driving direct balls to the feet of the strikers. And they're all doing that well. Out of the three, also, to be fair, have I seen enough of Toza? Maybe not. But I would say out of the three, Lennon looks to be the one who really has got a, a, an excellent range of passing. Uh, Hayden has got the vision, and when he nails it, they're fantastic, and when he doesn't get it right, uh, they don't look great at all. But Lennon does look to be a really good passer of the ball out from the back, so that's another reason why it looks like a good signing to me. On the right, Tyler French filling in for Reese Hall-Johnson. Well, he doesn't get in the, the same volume of crosses at all, obviously, but he did a very good job up and down the flank, had no problems defensively whatsoever, got into a couple of good positions as well in the penalty area. But he was a bit more conservative than record. He took up some excellent advanced positions, not least that chance he had when he was six yards out and, and will have wished he'd scored. He's actually making a run to the, the right-sided post to try and get into the six-yard box. Records, like I said, playing higher up than French and posed some problems with crosses and uh, just with his ability to join in the attack. In midfield, Young was excellent. Young anchored midfield superbly, but he wasn't playing as a defensive midfielder, really, and he pushed up and drove forwards well, too. I've said about James's attributes already, James Jones, beg your pardon, but he looked very good to me and energetic. Remember, he's not played this season, so he's had a free season, but he hasn't actually had a game for a couple of weeks. I think we'll see his sharpness improve rapidly as well. Um, a few times, like I said, he was under pressure and was very calm on the ball. I, I think as the season wears on, I think we're going to see him uh, really blossom into something. And alongside those two, of course, as I said, Jordan Davis really threatening. He'll be annoyed he hadn't scored because I think of the 
the number of opportunities he had from 20, 25 yards, he backs himself to hit the target more often than not. But he was lively. He played some really good passes to progress moves. He was good. And then up front, like I said, Mullen, quieter than usual, but still quality. And Hyde, excellent. Holding the ball up superbly. Took his two goals well. Unlucky not to get a hat-trick. And, yeah, a, a, a massive match-winning impact from him. And Paul Jones and I in the commentary uh, were in agreement that he was the man of the match. Dior Angus had one sub as well. Like I said, very encouraging. He's looked so sharp in pre-season. And that was first appearance of the season. Only 11 minutes he got. But, my goodness, he scared the Eastleigh defence. And he's going to have a job putting up a challenge to that front two. But he's made a good fist of showing what he could do in that match. So, encouraging stuff as we go on to that remarkable occasion, that first home competitive game in front of fans against Nantes County. It's going to be something. But Wrexham are looking well equipped at the moment. An excellent start of the season and an excellent first win of the season with the final score of Eastleigh nil Wrexham 2. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC media team. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.